0: Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord tonight? I was glad when they said unto me, let's go to the house of God. Are you glad to be here? Amen. 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 Let Let me have you be seated. Welcome to week two of First Steps. Has, has anybody jo- enjoyed First Steps so far? I had, there, I think there's, a, there's been such a great buzz about this. People that have messaged me and reached out to me and said that we've skipped ahead and, and we've, we've, we have cheated a little bit and we looked in the book and, and, uh, and that's okay. We're excited that, that you're excited about this. There's a lot of hard work that has gone on behind the scenes to, to make this happen. And, uh, I want to thank, I want to thank all of our, all of our staff, uh, Adam Nelson, Emily, Emily Hyden, Pam Hyden, sister, Annie Brown has been grafted in and, um, and brother Aaron Toombs and, and, and all those that have helped make this. Would you help me give them a great big hand of appreciation? Amen. I love them, appreciate them very, very, very much. Our young people are getting ready to make their way in. As a matter of fact, uh, if if you want to uh, maybe give them a nudge to move faster, that would be awesome. And uh, and uh, I'll tell you what, while we've got a moment, while we've got a moment, I know we didn't want to pass these out yet, but while we've got a moment here, let's go ahead and pass out these papers that we have. Let's go ahead and do that while we have a moment. We have, uh, some papers for you. Now don't, now don't, uh, don't start filling them out. Okay. Turn to your neighbor, say, don't fill them out. (laughs) Tell them, say, don't cheat. Don't cheat. Don't, don't be that. Don't be that guy. We're going to get those passed out. And, um, looking for my wife, Lauren, are you in here? She's, she's in the, she's in the back. All right. She, she's with the youth. There she is. There's, there's, there's Lauren. Hey honey, I love you. And, uh, two, uh, two big things have, uh, recently happened in Lauren's life. And, uh, the first one was last night for the first time she got six hours of sleep, consecutive. It's powerful, amazing. <laughs> and so that's, that's worth celebrating. That's Christmas right there. That's birthday and all those holidays. Second thing is she recently turned, uh, none of your business, but she recently had a birthday. And, uh, and uh, happy birthday, honey, I sure love you. I want to say it is an honor to be your husband and uh, I see you when nobody else sees you and I appreciate all that you do and I love you very much. Would you help me give my wife a great big hand one more time? I love you, honey. All these young people are coming in. Great, great, great. Well, I, um, I'm hoping that some of you men proved me wrong over this, this week that you brought the book and, and, uh, see brother Kevin, I see you, I see you holding it up. You you did it. You did it. And, uh, that's, that's, that's equivalent to, to, to climbing Mount Everest basically. Um, so I hope you've got your book tonight. If not, they're for sale in the bookstore for five bucks. Are you ready to begin? All right, I'm ready. Let's go. Um, Tonight, we are jumping into step two. Everybody say step two. Step two, you are going to learn about who you are. And uh, you think you know you, and uh, I thought I knew me, and then I took some tests and some personality things, and I found out a whole lot more about me. Amen. Amen. And uh, tonight's going be, to be a lot of fun. Let's, let's read Ephesians 2 and 10. For we, I, I tell you what, let's read it together. Are you ready? I'm on page 26 of the First Steps book. Just, just tuck to the side the pamphlet I handed, or they handed you tonight. Let's read Ephesians 2 and 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in him. Our hope for you today at step two, our hope is that you understand how uniquely designed, uh, how your uniquely designed personality, along with the spiritual gifts God has given you, help reveal the path to God's plan for your life. Proverbs 25 and two. Is everybody with me? Is everybody situated? I know we got a lot of things going on in the building, a lot of pages turning. Proverbs 25 2 says it's God's privilege to conceal things and our privilege to discover them So today we want to discover what God wants to do through you to make a positive difference in the world Around you the goal of this class is two-part Giving understanding of God's purpose first My goal is to discover how my God-given design helps to reveal my destiny second I want to discover the amazing potential of my life. If you can do these two things today, you'll walk out of here on the road to fulfillment in God's kingdom that you never thought possible. Because your design, your destiny, and your potential set you up to do what Jesus did. To love like Jesus loved and to make a difference as Jesus made a difference. John 14, 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me The works that I do, somebody shout, I do. The works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these, he will do because I go to my father, amen. Let's go over to to page 28. After our staff took the personality tests and spiritual giftings tests, we have made a decision to separate this into two different weeks. So tonight we are going to focus just on personality, just on our personality. And uh, I think you're, you're, in for a, you're in for a treat tonight. And Sister Vicki, if you can have some music ready here momentarily while, while people are filling this stuff out, it'll be a little less awkward in the room when we're doing this, all right? Page, top of page 28. Examining four personality types, number one, dominant, number two, influential, number three, steady, and number four, compliant. Scripture tells us that, uh, scripture tells us in Psalms 139 that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Somebody say that. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God made you and when he made you he made you perfect. But life has happened. And there has been elements that have affected you and have helped develop who you are and have made up your personality. There are four things that contribute to the development of your personality. Your family history, the way you were raised, your training, things you've been taught. Your mentors, the people who have taught you, and life experiences the life you've lived. I feel like stopping here for a moment and telling you that when God creates an individual, he creates us perfect. He doesn't make mistakes. Sin has had its issues and run its course in the lives of people, uh, whether it be through disease or or, or, uh, family dynamics or whatever it is, sin has had a way of affecting us in the church, out of the church. No matter who we are, sin has affected us. And, and, and our personality, though, what you have to remember is that the goal of the church, and I feel something here for a moment, the goal of the church and the goal of what we are doing and the goal of that Bible and our God tonight is to take us back, to take us back to the garden. Are you hearing me? To a place of perfection. No sin, no issues, no health trouble, no problems. No, no, nothing. None of that going on. Are we going to experience that fully here? No, because we're on earth. We're in a sinful world in a sinful place. But when it it is just the nature of God, that when we get closer to him, we grow more like him and we grow closer to the way he originally designed us to be. I'm going to tell you right now, we cannot buy into the lie that because of our life experiences and because of life circumstances, we cannot do certain things in the kingdom of God. That is not scriptural, that is not biblical because 2 Corinthians 5 tells us if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Hell wants to tell you tonight that you will always be struggling. You will always be battling. You will always be addicted. You will always be this, that, and the other. But I've come to tell you tonight that if you can get some faith, if you can get some belief in you again, you can be what God originally intended and designed for you to be. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have been made new. Somebody say amen. Oh, clap your hands to the Lord. Come on. Are you you ready for God to do something in this room tonight? Now let's move forward. The personality assessment on the following pages, you'll uncover the truth about the way God made you shy, outgoing, not the way the world made you the way God made you. Shy, outgoing, loud, quiet. It's all a part of God's plan to use you to make a difference. God doesn't make mistakes. As we go through the questions that follow, answer quickly and go with your first response. Okay? Turn to your neighbor and say, answer quick and go with your first response. There is no right or wrong answer. Why? Because the way God created you unlocks the door for what God wants to do through you. Amen. Here's what we're going to do. Don't skip ahead on me now. Here's what we're going to do. You'll, you'll see on page 29, that is the personality test we are going to take tonight. Some of you do not have a book. So we have provided that pamphlet of paper. Are you with me? We We put one, we put one book per family. So not everybody has the book, but, but if you have that pamphlet tonight, on the back of the pamphlet, the very back, am I saying that right, Brother Adam? On the very back of the pamphlet is the personality test that we will be taking tonight. Are you ready? So let's, let's look at number one and the first statement under number one. I am assertive, demanding, and decisive. If this is always true, you will put a five. If this is never true, you will put a one. If it's anything in between, you will use the numbers in between. Does that make sense? Okay. So go ahead with section number one. Tell you what, I'm going to read these off. I'm assertive. You can, you can turn the music off. That's my fault. I'm assertive, demanding, and decisive. I enjoy doing multiple tasks at once. Number three, I thrive in a challenge based environment. I think about tasks above others or myself. No, I'm not going too fast. You're going too slow. (laughs) I am motivated by accomplishment and authority. Okay, take the total of those of that first section and put it beside the word total. Put it beside the word total. Everybody good? Help your neighbor, help your neighbor. Number two, here we go. Section two, I should say. Are you ready? If you're ready, say I'm ready. ready. I enjoy influencing and inspiring people. I am optimistic about others. (laughs) I tend to be the life of the party. Some of you are like, do I be humble or do I be honest? Be honest. (laughs) Just be honest. I think about motivating people. I am motivated by recognition and approval. Add up the total of that section and write your total beside the word Total. Now we're cooking. Here we go. Section three. Help your neighbor. Help your neighbor. I thrive in consistent environments over changing ones. (laughs) I prefer specifics over general generaliz. I'm gonna get that word tonight. Generalizations. (laughs) I enjoy small groups of people. All the introverts said yes. I prefer being a member of a team over leading the team. I am motivated by stability and support. Take that total, add up all of the numbers, write your total by the word total. Wow, you may be seated. Number four, I typically do not take big risks. I love tasks, order, and details. See, I'm having to bite my tongue on a lot of these statements because I know I would get in trouble if I said some things that are rolling through my head right now. I am right most of the time. I will speak up on this one. All All the women are saying five. Five. I'm right most of the time. I am right most of the time. All the men are saying, yeah, she's right most of the time. Next one, I comply with clearly defined rules. Last one, I am motivated by quality and correctness. Take all of those numbers, add them up. Write your total beside the word total. Here we go. Are y'all ready? Here's where it gets good. Cohen, don't get mad now. It's just getting good, buddy. All right. Stay on that page. Don't skip ahead. 29. Okay. Beside your number one total, write the letter D beside your number two total, your section two total write the letter I. Beside your section three total, write the letter S. Beside your section four total, write the letter C. Has everybody done that? Is everybody good? Now, look at your highest total. If you have a Whatever your highest number is, that means, let's say your, your, your highest number is beside the letter I. That makes your personality an I, okay? If your highest number is an S, that makes you an S. If, you're, if you have two numbers that are tied for first, how many of you have that? We can't help you tonight. I'm sorry. You're conflicted. Pray through. I'm kidding. I have two letters. If you have two, le- if you have two letters up top, those two letters are your personality. Okay? Everybody good with that? Now, if you have three letters, I, you know, I, I really don't think I can help you at the moment. <laughs> See me after class. <laughs> now, page 32. Or this chart right here. This, put up that nice chart. That one right there. So, if you are, for example, I am a, my personality is DI. So, that means dominant and inspiring. Okay? It has. It has um, traits under that: decisive, direct, interesting, interactive, and my personality is going to lend itself toward being outgoing. I know that's a surprise to some of you. So, are there? Is there anybody in the room that got just a D? awesome okay is there anybody in the room that got just a d and would be willing to come up here is there anybody i just need a volunteer you're not going to be embarrassed i don't think i don't think you are i know there's people jumping at this opportunity right now like yes i wanted to go to the platform right after work tonight Mm -hmm. yeah come on up bud Come on up. Let's give this guy a hand, man. You look sharp. You look nice. What's your name? All right. All right. Braxton, you ready? All the D's in the building. I want you to listen up. This is for you. D's are direct and decisive. They are risk takers and problem solvers. They are more concerned with completing tasks and winning than they are with gaining approval from people. Though, is everybody good? Everybody good? Though the internal drive tends to make them insensitive to those around them, D's are not afraid to challenge the status quo and they thrive when it comes to developing new things. They need to discipline to excel. They need discipline to excel. Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> and they respond to direct confrontation. The greatest fear of a D is to be taken advantage of. And even despite their possible weaknesses, which include an aversion to routine, a tendency to overlap authority and argumentative nature, wow, and a habit of taking on too much, they place high value on time and use their innovative thinking to accomplish difficult tasks and conquer challenges. That sounds great, doesn't it? Give this guy, give Braxton a big hand. so is there anybody in the room that is a sd i'm not gonna make you come up here is there anybody in the room that's a sd okay cool we can skip over that is there anybody in the room that's a cd cd dvd one is there more than one brother aaron you were a cd right There's one more somewhere. Somebody's pointing. I'm getting closer. There you are. Here we are. CDs. Awesome. Uh, Are there any just eyes in the house? Eyes. A lot of eyes. If you're an eye, stand. That's that's what I was looking for. I was looking for for a lot of you. I found y'all. Bunch of eyes. No, stay standing. Stay standing. Stay standing. I don't even... Well, never mind. L- let's read about let's read about y'all. You ready? Stay standing. Eyes are inspiring and impressive. See? See, you thought it was going to be bad. It's good. You're inspiring and you are impressive. You're enthusiastic, you're optimistic. You're impulsive and emotional. They tend to be creative uh they tend to be creative problem solvers and excellent encouragers. That's awesome. They often have a large number of friends, but they can become more concerned with approval and popularity than with getting results. And I's greatest fear is rejection, but they thrive when it comes to motivating others. Their positive sense of humor helps them negotiate conflicts. Though they can be inattentive to details and poor listeners, they can be great of, they can, <laughs> why are y'all laughing so much? They can be great peacemakers and effective teammates when they control their feelings and minimize their urge to entertain and be the center of attention. They value lots of human touch and connection. Let's give the eyes a big hand. Is anybody an ID? ID, raise your hands. Adam, you were an ID, right? Anybody else got an ID? Sister Helen? We got a few IDs. Uh okay, you can put your hands down. Uh do we have any D I's? Bingo. D I's. D Please stand. Please stand. DI, see y'all, see y'all are, is this making you uncomfortable? Is everybody okay? DI's are curious concluders who place emphasis on the bottom line and work hard to reach their goals. They are more determined than they are inspirational, yet their high expectations and standards for themselves and those around them typically cause them to make quite an impact, motivating others to follow them. They have an array of interests and can become distracted by taking on too many projects. They often need to focus, prioritize, and simply simply slow down. Because DI's thrive on activity and forward motion, they like to accomplish tasks through a large number of people. And you'll see a section there where there are biblical examples of your personality. Let's give all the DI's in the building a hand. Is anybody an S S please stand a lot of you, please stand. Some of y'all are like, can't you just preach an encouraging word and let me go home? I don't want people to know this stuff. S's are steady and more reserved because they are stable and predictable. They do not like change. (laughs) And they thrive in secure, non-threatening environments. They are often friendly and understanding as well as good listeners and loyal workers who are happy doing the same job consistently. With an incredible ability to forgive, reliable and dependable, S's tend to make the best friends. Look around. Y'all need to make friends with these people. uh, their greatest fear, however, is the loss of security and their possible weaknesses naturally include not only resistance to change, but also difficulty adjusting to it. They can also be too sensitive to criticism and unable to establish priorities in order to avoid being taken advantage of S's need to be stronger and learn how to say no. They also like to avoid the limelight. But when given an opportunity to genuinely help others, they will gladly rise to the occasion. Well done S's. They feel most valued when they have truly helped someone. Give all the S's a big hand. Any C's? C. Just a couple. A couple. Yeah, go ahead and stand. There's enough. C's are compliant and analytical, careful and logical lines of thinking drive them forward. And accuracy is a top priority. They hold high standards and value systematic approaches to problem solving. Though they thrive when given opportunities to find solutions, they tend to ignore the feelings of others and can be critical and downright crabby. Wow, harsh. I'm sorry, I did not write this. Verbalizing feelings is difficult for them. Verbalizing feelings is difficult for them. But when they are not bogged down in details and have clear-cut boundaries, they can be big assets to the team by providing calculated reality checks. The C's biggest fear is, y'all are still laughing, the C's biggest fear is criticism. And their need for perfectionism is often a weakness, as is their tendency to give in When in the midst of an argument, however, they are thorough in all activities and can bring a conscientious, even-tempered element to the team that will provide solid grounding, they value being correct the most. Give your C's a big hand. Mm -hmm. D.S. 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 D C. One hands, hands, hands. One, okay, you're off the hook, Tucker. I S. Okay, we got some hands. I S. Anybody? All right, I S. Go ahead and stand. Some of y'all are like, no, man, please. I S. Is our influential counselors who love people. See, y'all are good folk. And it's no surprise that people love them. They live to please and serve, and they tend to be good listeners. Looking good and encouraging others is most important to them, as is following through and being obedient. They often lack in the area of organization and can be more concerned with the people involved than they are with the task at hand. However... They can be center stage or behind the scenes with equal effectiveness and they shine when it comes to influencing and helping others. Give them a great big hand. I see, I see you, I see, I got one, I have two, that's not enough. Y'all are off the hook. Happy birthday. S. I. S-I, (laughs) S-I, Brother Zion. Anybody else? You're off the hook. S-C. Okay, I've got a few on that. I'll tell you what, go ahead and stand, S-C's. You know what I noticed about these descriptions? I didn't write these, by the way, but it usually compliments you real nice. In the beginning, butters you up real good and then hits you right in the mouth. I started feeling good about myself when I read my personality, and then I was like, wait, that's right. <laughs> where am I at? IC? Right? SC? Is that where I'm at? SCs are diplomatic and steady, as well as detail oriented stable and contemplative they like to weigh the evidence and discover the facts to come to a logical conclusion father that is you <laughs> more deliberate they prefer to take their time especially when the decision involves others possible weaknesses include being highly sensitive and unable to handle criticism and they also need to be aware of of the way they treat others operating best and precise and causeworthy projects the sc can be a peacemaker this makes them a loyal team member and friend give them all a big hand ci ci cs please stand we've got a, we've got several please stand we've got several cs Y'all ready? CS's are systematic and stable. They tend to do one thing at a time and do it right. Reserved and cautious, they would rather work behind the scenes to stay on track. However, they seldom take risks or try new things and naturally dislike sudden changes in their environments. Precisionalists, no, precisionists to the letter. They painstakingly require accuracy and fear criticism, which they equate to failure. Diligent workers, their motivation comes from serving others. Give them a great big hand. Now, have you, has anybody learned anything about themselves yet tonight? If you've learned anything about yourself, raise your hand. I learned I need to learn how to focus, prioritize, and slow down tonight. Number, page 35. Opportunities for personal growth. These are, these are areas that you can grow, that you can develop in. Y'all okay if I read these? That, that'd be all right? If you're a D, Strive to listen to other people more attentively. Try to be less controlling and domineering. Develop a greater appreciation for the opinions, feelings, and desires of others. Put more energy into personal relationships. And lastly, show your support for the other team members. If you're an I, weigh the pros and cons before making a decision and be less impulsive. Remember to help with tasks more. Exercise control over your actions words and emotions Focus more on details and facts remember to slow down your pace for the other people talk less and listen more S Consider how change is healthy try to change more willingly be more direct in your interactions Focus on overall goals of your family or group rather than specific procedures. Deal with confrontation constructively. Develop more flexibility and try to show more initiative. If you're a C, concentrate on doing the right things, not just doing things right. Be less critical of others' ideas and methods. Respond more quickly to accomplish others goals Strive to build relationships with other people and family members be more decisive and focus less on facts and more on people Less on facts and more on people How y'all feel you feel good Feel good about tonight? We're almost there. We're almost home, Sally. You see, it's easy to walk into a building and, and, to, and you, you put your suit and jacket on and your, and your nice shirt and you, you, you get your outfit ready to go or you come in from work and, and, and nobody knows. Nobody knows what makes you tick. Nobody knows what, who, you, who you are. Nobody knows your, your personality type and, and nobody knows your weaknesses or your flaws but we're not here just to go through a routine of church. We're not here just to say hello and goodbye to one another and praise the Lord, brother, praise the Lord sister. I'm doing great, great, hallelujah, blessing, and highly favored. I'm doing that's not that's not the will of God. The will of God is that we can know one another. The will of God is that we can be connected to one another. You see, it got all comfortable. It, it was all fine and good until, until we had to stand, until we had to say who we are and what, what strengths and weaknesses. And yeah, I, I got real uncomfortable in that meeting, Pastor Nehemiah. I, I, was, I was looking at my weaknesses and I was like, oh, Lord, are these people still going to want to work with me anymore? Does anybody, does anybody else feel, make you feel uncomfortable, right? But we need to know one another. We need, to be able, we need to be able to function as a team together. And we have to understand one another because there are certain ways that I operate or you operate that are different. They differ from one another. My personality, Brother Chuck, is maybe different than yours. You may operate different than I do. You may accomplish a task differently than I do. But if we can have an understanding of how one another tick and what makes us function and work, we can be a better team. We can be a better group of people, we can be a closer group of people that can say, "Hey, I've got issues. You've got issues. We've all got issues. Let's bind together and let's get this thing done as a team together. Because where they are weak, you are strong. Where I am weak, you are strong. Where, where, where he may be weak, she may be strong. There, that is the importance of this body is that when, where we are weak, others in this room have become strong. And when we can all put aside differences and, and 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 we can we can put aside these things that make us uh, assume things, and when we can put those things aside and understand that God did not create everybody to be just like me. Hello, God did not create everybody to be just like I am, to handle things just the way I do. But God has a specific. Personality that he has placed in them we can be more tolerant of one another we can be more tolerant with one another when we have an understanding that you are different than I am different uh, and, and I am different than you are we can be more uh, we can be more tolerant with with the way you do things. Is it the way I would do it maybe not probably not. Definitely not. I don't know. Would I do it the way you did it? Maybe not. But guess what? It's still going to get done. Guess what? They're still going to be involved in the kingdom of God. Guess what? They still have a role to play. So just because everybody is not like you, that's what makes the body beautiful. That's what makes the body powerful, is that where I'm weak, you're strong. Where I struggle, you know, where what what I've been, what I'm going through, you've through when we join together as a body fitly framed understanding one another's weaknesses but yet still moving forward God can do something powerful through a body of believers amen that are willing to come together in their differences and say let's let's get to work. Let's get to work. Let's do the will of God. Let's do something for the Lord. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God has a plan. Now let's get to work and do something for the kingdom. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Let's stand together. Music, please come. What is this going to look like? Why is this important? Well, this is important because in order to be involved here, in order to be uh, involved in this church in any capacity, uh, this will be something that we do, a personality test and a spiritual giftings test. And so when you join the van ministry or the computer ministry, the IT department back there, your, your, whoever's leading that department sees your personality and get a better understanding of you, better understanding of how, how you work and maybe where you would fit within that department, where you would fit within whatever team you're serving on. Because it's not the will of God for us to be working for the kingdom, in the kingdom. The only thing that matters and to be frustrated. It's not the will of God for us to be doing something for God and be frustrated in it. It's not the will of God. But if we can take who we are, who God has designed us to be, and tailor that to a position or to a place where your personality and next week your spiritual gifts fit. That makes you a threat, a good one. It makes you a threat to the enemy. I'm gonna tell you right now, you watch and see. You watch and see what God does. You watch and see what God does when we can start tearing down walls between one another. This is who I am. This is who I am. This is what I've been through. This is what I've been through. You watch and see what happens when you get a group of three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, standing together, not perfect, determined. Not have it all together. Minds made up. Understanding that each one of them had a weakness. Each one of them had a place where they may have not done so well. But when they could join hands together, everybody else is bound. They're standing. They're standing. I want us to lift our hands and I want us to pray for a moment. I want you to call on the Lord right now. Say, Look, God, I want to. I want to fit. I want to know where I fit in your kingdom. Not just here locally, but I, I, I want to know where I fit in your kingdom. In the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. I want to know my place. I want to know what you've called me to do who you have called me to be. Come on, I want you to pray right now, Lord. I have weaknesses as everybody else in this building does. But God, I commit to growth tonight. I commit to making improvements. I commit to making improvements in who I am. I commit, Lord, to to, to these things, to the areas of improvement, God, that I can work on in my own life. Help me, O oh Lord. Teach me, O oh God. Come on, I want you to seek the Lord for just a moment. why are we doing this brother Cody I'll tell you why understanding brings favor and if you can understand if I can understand who I am and who God has designed me to be I can more clearly and more effectively operate and grow in the places that I've been called to operate in We've got to know, we've got to know who we are. We've got, I don't know about you, but I'm not comfortable and I'm not satisfied. I'm gonna ask you right now, are you comfortable? Are you satisfied? I don't feel that in this room at all, but I would ask somebody in this room, is there an element of you that has come to church because this is what you have always done? Sister Turner asked such a powerful question on Sunday. How many of you were blessed by that session? We are all a part of the, uh, we are all a part of hospitality here. Amen, we are a welcoming church. Somebody say amen to that. She said something so powerful, uh, but so simple in that Sunday night service. She said, sometimes we, we just have to sit back and ask ourselves, why are we here? that seems so simple but why are you here why are we here are we here because it's what we've always done we're not here interested in change interested in growth interested in moving closer to god we're just interested in checking off the box or are you here because there's something in you that says lord i'm hungry lord i want to know I want to know you, and when I get to know you, you unveil me. You help me discover who I am. I don't know about you in this room tonight, but I feel a hunger in this body of people. I feel a hunger in the people of God tonight that says, I don't want to be just anybody. I don't want to just grow complacent and comfortable at the place that I am in. But I want to be exactly what God has called me to be. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And as long as you don't use what God has given you, You'll always stay in your box wondering. You'll always stay in your box comfortable with where you are, what you're doing. Comfortable with your nest. Comfortable with with what you got going on. In the nature world, a mama eagle builds this nest that's sometimes six to 10 feet in diameter, She, she that she puts sticks in and all these things and those nests can weigh up to two tons an eagle's nest up to two tons she makes it as comfortable as she can until it's time to fly mama eagle goes in there and pastor nehemiah starts tearing stuff apart It'll. I mean, you've got you've got baby eagles up over in the corner, sucking their thumbs, looking. What got into Mom today? What in the world? Must have been a bad day at work. Mama eagle is tearing the nest apart. She doesn't destroy it totally, but she gets the babies concerned. All the while, Daddy is circling up above, planning, getting ready to go dive and catch them when she kicks them out of the nest. Mama Mama goes on this rampage and kicks them out of the nest. And that's how those eagles learn how to fly. You see, the discomfort of the nest brought an experience that they that they had never had. The discomfort of their present moment brought an opportunity and showed them how powerful they really were and what they were really capable of. And just maybe, God is trying to get us uncomfortable with our nest. Uncomfortable with the way that we have always done things. Uncomfortable with the way that we have always lived. Just comfortable. Just, just here. Oh, mom, thank you for the nest. It's great. It's comfortable. It's cozy. But maybe God is shade, is, is wrecking and disturbing some things in your life. Not because He doesn't love you, but because He's trying to get you to recognize the potential that's tucked in you. It's just a couple folded up wings to begin with. Brother Chuck, they don't really use them. It's just getting getting around the nest here and there. They don't really use them. They've never used them before. But what brings it? What brings it to light? What makes them expand their wings and fly? I'll tell you what it is. It's when they get disturbed, and sometimes we've got to rock the nest a little bit. We've got to we've got to make it uncomfortable, amen. So that God, amen, can 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 use us and elevate us and make us soar to a place that He has called us to go. We are not in a church, amen, that wants uh, that expects comfort. We're not here to be comfortable. We're here to be used. We're not here to be comfortable. We're here to reach a world. We're not here to be comfortable. We're here to we're here to turn Muskingum County and beyond upside down with the gospel of Jesus Christ, and it's going to happen through you, through you, not through Pastor, not through Pastor Nehemiah. It's going to happen through you you got to see it. You've got to see it tonight. I tell you, in the Holy Ghost, God will disturb us. Amen. If it can get us into our destiny. Because your purpose is always more important than your comfort. Always. Do you want to be used? Do you want to fulfill the will of God for your life? Sister Rebecca Gators, I don't know if you're here. It was so amazing. I, you're standing. I'm so sorry. It's eight o'clock. We've been here one hour. Just give me two minutes. I don't know if you're here, Sister Rebecca Gators, but I watched her. As, is she here? I don't think she's here. I watched her as she brought she brought that lady to church and. She's standing out here outside of the baptismal tank watching her friend get baptized in the name of Jesus, tears running down her face. She's lifting her hands. Her mama's all over her sister Kathy Gibson. It's all over her. And I pointed to I pointed to that lady in the tank to Sister Rebecca. I said, "Sister Rebecca, you are you have added something to what you are taking." The, that's the only thing sister Rebecca you're going to take to the other side with you is somebody else you bring to this house is somebody else you bring to the kingdom of God you've just added to your luggage you've just added to what you're bringing you're making a difference in the kingdom of God <laughs> lift your hands with me if you want to make a difference lift your hands with me if you want to do something powerful for God Lord I pray one more time tonight I thank you for these precious people God, who have prayed, fasted, been diligent, oh God, stood, oh Lord, for, for the doctrine and holiness and the things that we cling to and need, oh Lord. I thank you, oh Lord, for these people tonight. But I pray, oh God, that we would do more than just remain in the nest, but that we would expound and expand the things that you have placed in us, the giftings, the talents, the abilities, uh, oh God, the the personalities, oh God, you have placed in us. You gave it to us so that we could use it. You gave it to us so that we could make it, uh, so that we could contribute to the kingdom. Give us the confidence tonight, Lord. Baptize your body and your people with confidence tonight in the fact that we are fearfully and we are wonderfully made. This world did not make us, you made us. This world did not make us. It's had an effect on us sure, but you have made us. And Lord, we we understand and we relinquish God our control tonight. We ask you, O oh Lord, to take control of us. Take control of our lives, our futures. In Jesus name we pray. In Jesus name we pray. Clap your hands unto the Lord tonight. Next week, next week we will be, we will be going into our spiritual giftings and discovering what our spiritual giftings are. And we'll be combining these two things and figuring out maybe a good place for us to serve not only here locally, but maybe in the kingdom globally. I cannot wait for next week. Thank you for being here. God bless you. Well, not shake hands, but be friendly on your way out. We love you. Thank you for being here. God bless you. We will see you this weekend.